Good day to you. Welcome back to the podcast. Driving out this morning on a chilly, frosty morning. And uh, I was thinking of my grandfather when I woke up and looked outside. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest, out in uh, corn country. Huge, huge, huge farms. Basically, as far as you could see, would be corn or soybean fields, flat. And uh, (laughs) one thing he always said in the fall, and I remember it so well, man, I just would get up we were at the at their house for the weekend in the fall and early winter and something he would say and I just I just I don't know I just means a lot to me thinking about it as he would say Joel there's a little bit of frost on the pumpkin <laughs> this morning as he'd look out the window and uh <laughs> I'm just thinking about that this morning. Um, This morning in my time before heading out, I was just reading. I woke up thinking about the account in Luke 12 where Jesus is talking to the multitudes. And of course, his disciples are there. He's sharing different things about readiness, um, about the, the, the slave, the servant who is just being casual with his life. I mean, he's not, he's lazy. He's not waiting for the master's return. He's just thinking, eh, I guess he'll be here eventually. I've got plenty of time to do this, do that, give myself to this. Um, but what I thought about specifically and and I'll just be honest, I did it's not like I woke up and I need to study Luke chapter 12 this morning and study the Messiah's words to the multitudes. No, it's it I mean, let's just be honest and transparent. Like I don't know I don't know the Bible that way. All I knew was I was I was I woke up thinking about that story about the account of when Jesus is talking to the people And he says, you know, y'all discern that rain is coming. The word in my my version is analyzed. You analyze the clouds and you know that rain's coming. You analyze the wind that's blowing in and you know that it's going to be hot. But yet you fail to analyze, which is discern, examine, You discern, you, you're not discerning the spiritual things. And he was relating those two as like synonymous, really, in function. You see a, cra- a cloud rising in the west, and you say a shower's coming. And then it happens. You see the south wind blowing. It's going to be hot. Great heat's coming, and it happens. But then he calls them hypocrites. You know how to interpret, was my version, the appearance of the earth and the sky. You understand how the world operates, the natural earth. But why 
don't you know how to interpret this present time, the age you're in? And he goes on to say, like, he talks about even judging. And, like, makes it clear. Sorry, I'm trying to drive some curves here. I should have waited. (laughs) Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Like, and this is where I'm at this morning. We, We have a friend over. I'm having to run out and go to work for a little bit, but... She spent the night with us last night, and we were up late talking about like one of the one of the themes, if you will, is is what we have to tend to ourselves. the The responsibility we've been given of of the things that we ourselves have been given charge to take care of, to handle, and to give ourselves to. Because again, we are in the age of grace. Jesus, yeah, you know, first century church, they said Jesus is coming at any second. And oh my, I'm looking at my my uh, imaginary watch here on my on my arm. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's kind of been thousands of years. I might live to be 85, 90 at the most. I've probably got some time. And I'm, I was reminded this morning as I was talking to my wife about this exact thing, I was reminded of what I shared a couple weeks ago about the thief on the cross and how we believe that we're not as him. We have time, we think. We have time to get our lives right. We have times to establish a career. We have time to do our hobbies. We have time to watch entertainment. We have time to sleep late. We have time to go to bed early. We have time to train our children. Uh, Let's do that tomorrow. We could go on and on. We have time. We think. And I would say that's part of the deception of of not just the age, but of humanity. Don't be in such a rush to read analyze and discern the present time. God's God's calendar isn't like yours. We can we can be fed a perverted view of even what is spiritually true. Well, you know, a thousand years is like a day to God. He desires none to perish. You've got time, right? That person that works beside you, that you know is in darkness, hey, don't rush things. Don't don't make it happen yourself. You have to be led by the Spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? All these spiritual truths and principles that are in fact in place and right, I believe we use them errantly for our our own preference or our own avoidance, our own ignorance to not discern the times ourselves. Jesus was saying to these multitudes, and he's saying to us today, I would say, he's saying, you can discern the times. Man, I looked into this 15 years ago about nobody knows the day or the hour. 
Well, yes, I agree with that, but all of the scriptures are clear that for those who are watching and waiting, who've trimmed their lamps and who have filled their lamps with oil and who have gone out ready to go, who aren't sleeping in the garden, those who are waiting for their master's return at any moment at the 3 a.m. hour, it's not going to be a thief in the night for those who are watching and waiting. For those who are what? Analyzing this present age, this present time, watching, praying, saying, come quickly, Yeshua Messiah, come, come, receive your reward. Receive your reward. And that piggybacks off of where I was yesterday about this Zion business, the new Jerusalem, the groaning of all creation that is crying out for a culmination of what is yet before us. Anticipating. I mean, we could come up with endless metaphors of, let's say there's something you're anticipating. Whether it's an event, a vacation, something to do with your child, a new job, a camping trip. I mean anything that we are anticipating in the natural. Well, we could use this teaching of of Yeshua to be applicable to us in like manner. All right, so... Let's say I'm traveling to the beach tomorrow. Well, I'm anticipating that. I'm analyzing that trip knowing it is imminent. It's coming tomorrow. I have to be packed. I have to pack clothes appropriate. Right now it's cold. Well, it probably won't be cold there. I've got to adjust even my wardrobe. I've got to take certain things. I've got to make sure I have money. I've got to make sure I have a place to stay. How do I get there, right? We analyze things in our natural life without thought. We plan our lives in anticipation of events always ongoing in our life. We make plans. We pay for things. We give our attention to things. Why? Because we want to do them. We want to go do these things. And I would believe that is applicable along the lines of what Jesus was saying to the multitudes and to his disciples, who I believe it was Peter is like, hey, are you saying this stuff to us or to everybody? <laughs> My paraphrase to Kristen this morning was, he was probably saying, well, this is for them, right? Not for us. You're, you're correcting them, right? <laughs> no. It is for us. This is not a worldly warning, y'all. Well, you better get right because Jesus is coming, friend. And if he finds you in sin, oh boy, the judgment of God's coming. No. We missed the point. We put it on everybody else while we're sitting there wearing our Christian t-shirts, sleeping in the corner. We think we're dressed. Oh, but we are not appropriately ready. We're just not. 
And so I guess I just want to get across, I feel this morning, clarity to say, I believe there's much for us ourselves to accomplish and tend to. There's things we could do. There's things we can tend to and, and, and discern through analyzing and be more prepared. Instead of kicking up our feet on the stool of the finished work. Instead of just reclining and resting in the finished work reality. Again, the finished work of Yeshua Messiah fulfilled and accomplished to perfection enables me to join into it and do something. There will be people I will meet today that are in darkness. They're in darkness. They do not know the light. They are in the dominion of darkness and have not yet been transferred to the kingdom of light. That's true, factual. Now, do I need to be a mature son and wait upon the Spirit? Yes and amen. We don't need to, I think, we don't need to just run up to anyone and everyone and blast them with the good news. I believe there is a giving ourselves to what the Spirit is saying for the intersection to come, the intersection reality. God, the, uh, like I shared last week, two weeks ago, I don't know, I possess now the eternal seed of God. I am in the Messiah, the God-man, the one who is the offspring of God. He was the firstborn of many brothers, making me likewise. I am now the offspring of God. Born again, born of the water, born of the spirit. I live in the kingdom that he sits enthroned upon, and I now carry out the government of God for the rest of my days. Well, how does that happen? What is that? And again, why are we here yet remaining? To just bask in the finished work and to simply boast in the gift of the transference of the kingdoms? No. No, no, no. We're here to what? Perpetuate the seed. Carry on the seed to stay awake, to stay alert, to discern the times, the seasons, the goings-on of everything around us. And just like when I see that cloud, rain's coming. Rain's coming. When I feel the wind blow, heat's coming. It's about to get hot. I believe we're supposed to be doing that in the things of this present age and know what is required of us now and what is coming. What's coming? What's coming? What's coming for us? You know, we should know. I believe Jesus was making that clear. Friends, you can know. There's so much you can know. But I don't think we give ourselves to it. Well, who am I? The Lord didn't tell me to do that. Like, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. Okay, so like, we walk by a homeless man who's obviously nasty, dirty, and hasn't eaten for a month. Well, the Lord didn't tell me to talk to him. The Lord didn't tell me to give him a dollar when he asked for money, so... I don't want to be in the flesh. Y'all, seriously, we've got to be really careful. We've got to be really careful 
with what we do not give ourselves to. Again, I'm not promoting a willy-nilly good news gospel. Hey, whatever, whenever, I am not saying that in any way. But I said this um, to someone the other day. Because we, myself even, I've used this excuse, well, it's up to the Lord. Like, if the Lord wants me to tell someone about Jesus, then, like, He'll make it happen. He'll bring me the opportunity. It's not up to me. I'm not going to make that happen or else it's just me and I'm waiting. I need to wait on him. Okay, well, yes, but that's true. But here's the tough question to follow up that kind of thinking. Well, when was the last time that happened then? When was the last time you planted the seed of the good news? Like, literally, I'm even posing that now. Like, okay, when was the last time the supernatural seed of God left your body and went to another? I had to answer that question. Wow, that's been a while. That's been a while. So what's the problem? Is the problem the seed? Is the problem that God hasn't brought anyone to our lives for 30 years (laughs) to tell about the awesome work of the of the messiah in my life no let's just be let's just be real the problem is us the restraint is us we're not living according to what the teacher messiah taught us to be ready to look for the fertile ground to be walking around discerning, analyzing the times and the seasons, ready for whatever is before us. What is the master saying? When is he returning? I want to be found diligently working on his behalf so that when he comes, he finds something pleasing to him. It's the parable of the talents. I would say most of us have been guilty of digging a hole and burying what we've been given and sitting on it, hoping it's preserved. That parable is clear. The reward, which is the pleasing of the master, that's the reward, is by doing something with what we've been given. That is the sacrificial life that's pleasing to the master. So friend, what are you doing? And my and my my absolute clear conviction is if we're not doing something, we need to ask what what has been done in us. And even more so, what is ongoing in you, friend? That is the overflow of your life. If there's no overflow, let's just be blunt. There might not be much going on in there. Because we know the kingdom is a multiplication system. It is the multiplicity principle that the seed of God goes in and goes out and goes in and goes out and perpetuates itself. Oh, Oh, we talk about the first church. Oh, they were going house to house. Multiply, 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 multiply. Well, why? The revelation of the fulfillment of the prophesied Messiah. That was so active 
and new and fresh. And friends, have you not had that before? When did you? Your conversion? If it's happened, it probably happened at your conversion. I remember having a conversation with someone a long time ago when, when I was truly regenerated. And they told me, oh, I remember that, Joel. I used to be like that. It'll wear off. Kind of pat me on the back with a smirk. Oh, I remember. I remember that zeal. I remember that passion. Oh, how sad. How sad. Yet factual and true. It wanes. Why? We don't stay in. We don't stay in the awesome ongoing revelation of who we are and what God is asking of us today. What is today's food? What's the daily bread for today? On earth as it is in heaven for me and my household today. We don't get before the Lord every morning. We don't commune with Him while we're working. We don't go without lunch because we want to hear Him speak. We don't leave our televisions off and stay off of our phones because we want to intercede for our families. We sleep. We're a slumbering people. Humanity. Unless what? Unless we're captivated by analyzing the times. Being alert. Being awake. Living a lifestyle that says, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Let's be honest. We don't want to say, come quickly Lord Jesus, because we're not ready for him to come. We're the sleeping servants. We're the slumbering ones. Wake, O sleeper. Arise. Dry bones, live. I'm telling y'all, I feel that to the deepest places in me. That that's the message in me for whoever would listen. Wake up, brother. Wake up, sister. Wake up, one in darkness. Wake up, aged one who knows the word, yet is sleeping. Sleeping, sleeping. Can you not stay awake for an hour? Oh man, friends, there's more to being awake than just your eyes being opened. There's more to being awake than reading your Bible. There's more to being awake than just like doing the things you've done for 20 years spiritually. There's dry bones that are waiting to come to life. There is a master returning. There is an age now here waiting and longing for ones who will go out into the harvest. There's no laborers. Are you laboring? Think on that, would you? Are you laboring? They're going to be few. I'm going to be one. I'm going to be one. I'm going to. It's no longer I that live anymore. I will be a laborer. It is why I'm here. I'm not here to go to work today. I'm not here just to train my son or to love my wife or to just simply even serve others in my life. I'm here to multiply the eternal seed of God. It's in me. 
It's longing to get out. Like I shared a couple of weeks back, that drive to multiply the seed, it's not my own. It's not mine. It's simply a fruit and a product of the yielded lifestyle. My life's no longer my own. I'm driven by the eternal seed of God in me, desiring to go out into the age that I live in now. So friends, analyze the seasons. Analyze the times. Scrutinize them. Examine them and say, what is the Spirit saying? What is the Spirit? How will you know? How will you know what the Spirit's saying? How do you know what anyone is saying unless you shut your mouth and shut off all the noise and listen? It is not automatic. But it is possible. Just like seeing the clouds and knowing the rain is coming and just like feeling the warm winds and knowing a hot day is ahead of us, we have been told clearly, friends, you can know. You can know. You've got to analyze. You've got to be awake and alert and pay attention. So may that be for us today. Are you attentive to the message that's going out from the Spirit of God for this time, for this season, for this age? I pray you are. And if you haven't been, amen. Turn, repent, confess. Run to the Master. Return to Him. His message is going out. We've just got to tune in. Like I said the other day, we've got to find it. We've got to find it. We have to give ourselves to be ones who know what the Spirit is saying. Amen.